We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's 11 people on our offense and 11 people on our defense and 11 people on special team that plays, not what anybody else has to say. They don't put the pass on, so who cares what they have to say at the end of the day? That's an opinion. That's just like a, a butt. Everybody has them. You know what I mean? So I don't really concern myself with that, nor do anyone in this locker room, because it's outside noise at the end of the day. And honestly, I didn't know too much about it. So and I don't care who it is. It can be my little little cousins. It can be grandparents or whatever. You know, you rolled that ball out there. They got to get dealt with. They come into the bank by any means necessary. So whoever it is, I don't care. All right, Roquan, it's not going to be your cousins, and it's most certainly not going to be your grandparents. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs making a sixth straight appearance in the AFC Championship title game, and for the very first time outside of Arrowhead in the Patrick Mahomes era. The stage is set. Welcome in. It is an impromptu live stream now that we are ready to roll. One week from tonight, the AFC Championship title game, Sarah, will already have been decided, and we're going to be there for you every step of the way this week. I'm Bobby Trossett. Sarah Ellison is with me as well. As always, we are live across all platforms. Please like this video, subscribe to The Vault and the Bobby Baltimore YouTube channels because we have a boatload of content coming up this week because the stage is set, partner. What are you, how are you feeling over there? Lock the gates. Lock the gates. Roll call. Let's tell security when to open it up. Let's go. Bobby, this is the way it should be. Yes. This is the way it should be. If you, We said this last night. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. We now have the Super Bowl defending champions coming to Baltimore. We now have Patrick Mahomes, who is a Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP. We know... We know we have narratives to destroy. Yes. We know that goalposts get moved. Okay. It would be mighty hard to move goalposts if it's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and and a W there. A do- I already see the goalposts moving. Oh, calm down. You guys beat a rookie quarterback. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, he only threw a four 152 yards. You know, we'll get into all that later, but Let's go. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Lamar. I was listening during that game all night long. Oh, this is the quarterback matchup. This is the best quarterback matchup. No, it's not. No, it's not. This Sunday, 3 o'clock in the bank, Lamar versus Mahomes, that's the best quarterback matchup. 
I love it. You know, Sarah, you wouldn't want it any other way, right? And so, like you said, everybody's saying that it seems like. It seems like there's a consensus there. You wouldn't want it any other way. In order to be the best, in order to be crowned the best, you got to go through what's become a dynasty. Like I mentioned off the top, six straight AFC championship appearances, but the first for the Kansas City Chiefs outside of Arrowhead. This is a team that Lamar Jackson himself referred to as the Ravens kryptonite all not all that long ago. He's one in three, the Ravens are, in head-to-head matchups in this era of Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, and this will be their first postseason matchup Sunday, January 28th. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff at inside M&T Bank Stadium. CBS televised, of course, the local broadcast as well. And uh, I'll tell you what, you watch that game tonight, and, and Buffalo, no question, Right, will be there for years to come. They have their quarterback. It was a mistake-free football for Josh Allen. Unfortunately, Tyler Bass, the kicker, can't say uh, can't say the same. We'll get to the spread in just a second in terms of an early look at this one coming up next weekend. But what what I learned tonight, or what was reaffirmed, I didn't learn it. It was just reaffirmed, is that the combination of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, while some had written them off in terms of maybe the dynasty being over, I don't think so. They are still there. Uh, Patrick always has been right, but yeah. but Travis, who, who there have been some rumors swirling throughout the season in terms of whether or not retirement was potentially looming. Maybe that's the case. He's going to follow along with his brother if Jason decides to hang it up. All I know is that if that's the case, he's still going to be retiring as the best because he is still in tip-top shape. A couple touchdowns tonight leads the way for Kansas City with five receptions, seventy-five yards. That's a game high, and again, those two touchdowns. And I tell you what, boy, Kyle Hamilton, if he draws that assignment. That tight end assignment, this is going to be something. That was such a good game that we just watched. It was such a good game. It was exactly what you thought it would be. It was back and forth, back and forth. You know, Patrick Mahomes leading his offense, Josh Allen doing it the same. And it just, it's so gutting. Baltimore has been there with Billy Cundiff, you know, when like the game is in front of you. Although with the Ravens, it was first a drop touchdown catch and then the missed field goal. Oh, that was brutal. And so Baltimore knows exactly how Buffalo b- feels. And it's just so rough because it's like you do, you play so hard and like these quarterbacks go back and forth and these defenses are doing their best to stop these high powered offenses. And then it's like, oh, our kicker from what was it? 44. Oh, wide right. Woof. It's brutal. Woof. That is, that is rough. So, uh, but that was, that was a great game. And to your point, to me, the way Mahomes and the Chiefs have played, it's it's kind of in the past when when you'd think the Patriots were down, yes, right? Yes. And then it was like somehow by the end of the year, Tom Brady would like figure it out with his wide receivers, even if he didn't have any that year. You know what I mean? He always had Gronk, just like uh, Mahomes has Kelsey. But it would always be like somehow he'd figure it out with his receivers. Somehow they they would figure it out. So Mahomes, they have been battle tested, as as have the Ravens, as have the Ravens. But the Ravens just keep beating. It's not like it's been easy. It's not like 2019 when they rolled. I mean, they had tough teams. I feel like both of them have been through it just in different ways. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still the Kansas City Chiefs. It's still Andy Reid. It's still all these guys, which I like because I don't want it to be like, oh, well, they were you just got them on a, on a tough year. No, they just beat the Bills. They're coming in. 
they are they are gonna have to be dealt with, as Roquan usually says. It's gonna be a tough matchup. Uh, and like we said, we both said it, we wouldn't want any any other way. Now, Ed Brown chiming in in the Twitter live says, Stop giving them so much credit. Buffalo gave that game away. Look, don't, well, we just don't get caught in the moment. <laughs> yeah, don't get caught in the moment, right? Sure, of course. Yeah. Tyler Bass, in a sense, yeah, had an opportunity to tie that game up, but we're gonna act as if Buffalo in other areas of the game didn't have their 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 chances that they squandered. Come on, man. Like like Kansas City found a way. They yeah. were the better team. They're moving on for a sixth straight time in the AFC Championship game. And now they're going to have to do so. Again, we're, this is going to be a major storyline. I'm reading a lot of people saying KC isn't that good. I think they are. Does that mean they're, we're scared? No, that's the point. The narratives will be if Lamar Jackson wins, if we're going to pretend that the Chiefs aren't good and Lamar Jackson wins – and the Ravens win, then the then the <laughs> then the narrative is, oh well, you got you got the Chiefs and Mahomes in a down year. I don't want that narrative out there. Heck no. Like, why do you think why do you think the Patriots always built up? Bill Belichick would like give compliments to his opponents. We don't we're not we're not talking about being scared. Nobody's been scared this entire year. But let's not let's not pretend. That they're no good because then the, the narrative is like, oh, the Ravens won it in a down year across the league. No, 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 no. No, Precisely. no, no. We're not doing that. Plus, the Chiefs did play well. And, yes, the, the Bills blew it at the end. Super Chats flying in tonight. We've got over 1,400 concurrence in this um, impromptu, spontaneous live stream now that the Ravens are going to host their first AFC championship game in franchise history, the first time in Baltimore since 1970 when the Baltimore Colts did. So, Layla, thank you. Uh She's thanking us for coming on. Appreciate you too. Go Ravens. Let them in. Lock the gates. And let's go with a $50 Super Chat donation. Thank you so much. Uh, Ty 2 Wavy says a win over Mahomes is going to look real good on Lamar's resume. And guess what? He'd be adding to this, okay? In head-to-head matchups this year, if he goes ahead and the Ravens beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes this upcoming weekend, he and the Ravens will have gone through the following quarterbacks in head-to-head matchups. C.J. Stroud, potentially Rookie of the Year, times two. Jared Goff, who's still in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Congratulations to the Lions for advancing on to the NFC Championship game. Justin Herbert, many people refer to him as the golden boy, Sarah. Uh, Matthew Stafford, the media's golden boy, by the way. Matthew Stafford, a Super Bowl champion. Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy still in the dance. Tua, Tagovailoa. Joe Burrow, and I didn't put him in my list on Twitter because they banged him up pretty good, and the Ravens knocked him out of the game relatively <laughs> early, if I'm not mistaken, on that Thursday night game, right? It was, in the, it was in the first half, right, Burrow? I think so. I think I think it was. Tongsley showing love through the Super Chat donations. Nobody will pick us, and it's exactly how I like it. Go Ravens. Jeremiah, as far as I'm concerned, our past games against the Chiefs mean nothing. Completely different team. We locked in. Yep. Let's go Flock. Spartan Raven 70, time to beat the champs and take the title. Leitu Baya, hope I'm not totally screwing that up. It's going to be Kelsey covered by Hamilton. The Swifties versus K-pop. <laughs> I just want to see what Roquan has to say about Swift Mania. This is going to be one of the most absurd weeks that you could possibly imagine when it comes to content, when it comes to being in and around Baltimore with a trip to Vegas for Super Bowl 58 on the line. We tentatively have RG3 scheduled at some point this week to come on the show. His daughter's birthday is today. I saw on social media. That's why he probably didn't answer our text. 
and hopefully many more, Sarah, throughout the week. We are going to leave no stone left unturned. And here is an early look at how Vegas is looking at this one. Jonas Schaefer, DK Sportsbook, has the Ravens as three-point favorites at home. The over-under is set at 45-and-a-half. And you might remember the last time these two teams matched up in 2021, the Ravens won 36-35 to in prime time. It was an instant classic. Before that, the Chiefs had beaten the Ravens in three straight seasons from Lamar's rookie year in 18 to 2020, as Jeff Zarebic noted on Twitter. Literally couldn't care less. It's it's what it's what we've been saying. Um, these past matchups is what we've been saying. We, we got, I got so tired of 2019, 2019. Everybody so afraid of rust and you know all that, all that. It was so it was so dumb. This is a different team. Couldn't care less that Lamar is. What did you say it was? Uh, one in three against the Chiefs. Couldn't care less. Just like I couldn't care less about the 2019. Russ narrative. It just, it's, it's what we keep repeating. It's a different team. It's another level. It's just, it's everything in the past. It does not matter. This team is completely locked in and ready to, to take on any challenge. And then we already got the reaction. I can't wait to get the Ravens reaction. Can we, how do we get this in? Here we go. Here we go. So Patrick Mahomes was interviewed by CBS Sports um, after the game. They got his early reaction to playing the Ravens. He said, quote, there's no weakness there. It's going to take our best effort, defense, offense, special teams. They do it all. It's always a great challenge. And then he finishes up with this because he remembers. He says that stadium is going to be rocking. Remember, he was on that Manning cast, and they asked him what some of the toughest stadiums to be in in terms of how loud it was and he named M&T Bank Stadium he was like along I with could. Seattle along with Seattle along with Seattle we know what Seattle's been like we know what kind of reputation they have and we saw we saw what Ravens flock just did last week with with the or last week yesterday with the Texans it was five false starts and one delayed game uh so Patrick knows Patrick knows and the and the crowd's gonna have to come through again um, but ooh, ooh, I cannot wait. He is right. It is gonna be rocking. Shout out to one of our subscribers, the B fam in the live chat. He wants to give a special shout out to his son in heaven, a Raven forever. So we certainly echo mm-hmm. that as well. And and uh some more super chats flying in as well. Ronnie says, respect to the Chiefs, but time to end the dynasty. War says, Will viral MLK meme guy be there? And <laughs> yeah. did you see this one? This was unreal. We got to pull this up at some point. I will when we transition okay. to the next topic. Uh, but this was crazy. Like an MLK lookalike appeared on the ESPN <laughs> broadcast inside MT Bag Stadium. And I believe his his daughter, MLK's daughter, retweeted it. It's gone for like 10 plus million views from, from a Ravens Twitter account. Uh, somebody from within the Ravens flock Twitter yeah, community. Yeah, they, they had the perfect <laughs> they had the perfect caption. It was like, did MLK resurrect just <laughs> for this Ravens game? Yeah, we're, we'll find it. We'll find it. It was, it was It's good. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, man. All right. Let's keep the conversation moving here. These two. Let's see. <sighs> I want to make sure we're getting to all of our super chats and coming in here. 
You guys are Gosh. flying. There's over. We're coming up on 2,000 concurrent. So Jeez. let's let's get there. All right, let's get to 2,000 tonight because we know there's a big week ahead. Like the video, pass this this link uh, to to tell somebody in your Ravens group chat, family group chat, a friend, Twitter, retweet, whatever. Let everybody know where to be tonight. We're going for uh, over the next you know few within the hour here, uh, instantly reacting to what we know. What we now know is official, and that is the Ravens and Chiefs will battle it out for a trip to Super Bowl 58. David Rice, we have made opposing QBs look mediocre. This Ravens team is ferocious, locked in, and ready to dispatch the Chiefs with extreme <laughs> prejudice. prejudice. Wow. Where we okay. got we got some Roquan like quotes in here. I, I literally I cannot I cannot wait. I wish that Roquan was still coming on our show during the postseason. I cannot wait to get the Ravens reaction. I'm sure they're gonna try to keep it, you know, no no bulletin board material, none of that. But I I literally cannot wait to see Roquan PQ. All these guys, Matt Abike, Jadavian Clowney, Mike Mack, and what they can do against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he, the, the, you know, the receivers haven't been there as much this year. And the Ravens will see if, if Marlon Humphrey will be back. It's a little early, but it's not looking good already with him not practicing at all last week. But Darby has stepped Jimmy up. Told me. Yep. Yeah. I know that Jimmy Smith told you that he's not, he doesn't think he'll be back the, even for the Super Bowl if the Ravens were to make it that far. Well, well, just to be clear, he, he said he doesn't think anytime soon. So I don't want to put words oh, okay. in his mouth with that. But, okay. but, All right. but Jimmy, Jimmy Smith told me at the pregame show yesterday uh, that, and he's very close with Marlon. Obviously, they were teammates. He thinks that because of that calf, the severity of it, that he doesn't think it's anytime soon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, it, it it literally hasn't mattered. It, it like the defense, it, it hasn't mattered. And it started. You've you've named all the quarterbacks already coming out of the bye week uh, with Stafford and and Brock Purdy. Everybody talking about Brock Purdy and how he was putting together an MVP season, and then it was Tua with with uh, um, who Jaguars Jaguars. I'm just like blanking on everybody's Trevor names. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. It's just like one quarterback after another. Now, none of them are on Mahomes level. None of them are on Mahomes level. But this defense has been playing so such lights out football that I cannot wait to see this matchup. Because everybody's going to be talking about Lamar versus Mahomes, and I get it. Like, well, I'm sure we will be too, and all the graphics will be Lamar versus Mahomes. But in reality, it is Roquan Smith against Mahomes. It's Roquan Smith and him leading his defense against him. And it just feels like I, I can't wait to see what Mike Mack will do to it's, it's one thing, right. To confuse somebody like CJ Stroud last week, as good as he's been as a rookie, yes. but it's another thing to try to confuse Patrick Mahomes. Who's going to be trying to do one, one guy who's going to be trying to do that, that you mentioned that we haven't gotten to this sound yet. I covered this during our, my noon live stream earlier today, but I figured it'd be, it, it certainly warrants Repeat, we played some of it from off the top. It's Roquan Smith, who wore a cowboy hat. Okay, he wore a cowboy hat and went country western <laughs> on the way in to M&T Bank Stadium yesterday. He talked about some of the outside noise about the Ravens 
not being looked at entering yesterday as capable of playing in the postseason. And he talked about that postgame. Uh, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's 11 people on our offense and 11 people on our defense and 11 people on special team that plays, not what anybody else has to say. They don't put the pass on, so who cares what they have to say at the end of the day? That's an opinion. That's just like a, a butt. Everybody has them. You know what I mean? So I don't really concern myself with that, nor do anyone in this locker room, because it's outside noise at the end of the day. And honestly, I didn't know too much about it. So and I really don't care. <laughs> As for the getup, the cowboy hat, credit yes, Mark Viviano, credit Mark Viviano from WJZ for asking Roe about the 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 get down the real guys who wear the black hats are feared or bad guys uh, is this a role you're adopting for the postseason <laughs> honestly uh when i seen it in my closet i actually supposed to wore it um in arizona with pq but i forgot my boots so uh i brought i had my boots at the house today and then i was just like hey when i was thinking about it this morning i'm like hey they are the texans and they are the cowboys but you know i got this hat on so i'm daddy I'm daddy. <laughs> I'm daddy. He said, I'm daddy. That one War has daddy. made its way. Yeah. Yeah. War, exactly. War daddy. <laughs> Roquan was in rare form post game. We know that this guy is never afraid to talk. We learned that this year uh, from our partnership with him. We now know that he has his first playoff win under his belt. He went out and fed Hill and celebrated with fans last night, by the way, I heard. And so Rose going to have an opportunity to play for, for Super Bowl 58, a trip to Super Bowl 58 inside Baltimore. And, and that was just a classic, classic postgame interview. And by the way, he wasn't done there. Here's one more exchange with a reporter. Stephens has been making statements all season after the type of game they had against the Browns. What did it mean to keep them completely out of the end zone as a defense? Yeah, we're not the Browns. We're the Baltimore Ravens at the end of the day. So whoever they play before us, it really don't matter. Like I put this front, this 11, whoever's out on the field with us versus anyone in the league, anyone in the world at that. So we're the best, best front 11, best 11 in the game, regardless, front seven as well. So I like us, us versus anyone any given day and twice on game day. Don't play the comparison game. Don't play the no. comparison game oh, with him. <laughs> we, are, we are not the Browns. He's like, we are not the Browns. We're the Baltimore Ravens. The Browns were number one in the regular season for yards per game, but the Ravens were number one in like, a, you know, a ton of other categories, points per game, sacks. Uh, I mean, just I think the turnover margin is, is up there. So what? here's what I want to look up right now. What was the Bills – what were the Bills ranked in defense? Um, looking okay, they were okay. They were number one, two, three, four heading into this game in terms of yards per game. Let's look at points per game. Bills. Okay, they're in top ten. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so they're so look. I was curious because I felt like they, you know, they held they held the Chiefs below uh, thirty here. So. Um, you know, decent defense here, but I like, they're not, they're not the Ravens. They are not the Ravens. And Bobby, do you remember when we did the, um, our live stream, our four hour live stream or however long it was, we were going forever. We had on Brad Jackson, who obviously knows a thing or two about Ravens defense, uh, played with Ray Ed, all those guys. And I asked him, is this Ravens defense? Top three in franchise history, because you got to give that 2000 team 
the number one nod. And then I think you said, was it, is it 2007? I got to go back and remember yes. uh, which one it is. Yes. Okay. 2007. So he says this, this one, this year, 2023, certainly right there, right? Top three or whatever. These are the moments to solidify that, right? These are the moments. When you think about the 2000 defense, you think about the 2007, they, those guys are going up against the best quarterbacks. And that's exactly what they're drawing right now. And so this is this is the moment that this defense, I know we're going to be talking about Lamar and his, his legacy and all that type of stuff of what he can do. But this defense can can put together its legacy within the franchise history also. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. Let's keep the conversation moving here. We have over 1,900 of you right now concurrently watching us. So if you haven't already done so, please like the video. Please subscribe to both The Vault and Bob, Bobby Baltimore on YouTube. And let's get this thing up to 2,000. Let's get it up over 2,000. We're getting ready for the AFC Championship Ooh, game close. coming up on Sunday. We're getting close. It's creeping closer and closer. Three o'clock kickoff inside M&T Bank Stadium. It's something that I really enjoyed. From our guy, uh, Trippy, Kicka <laughs> Stay Trippy, was an exchange that he had and typically has, by the way, pre and post game for home games with Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Now, if you guys know Trip, he is about as good as it gets. He is a diehard fan. He is hilarious on social media. And he's never, it seems like he never misses player entrances, coach entrances inside and outside the bank he knows the place like the back of his hand and he had this exchange with as he says uncle todd walking out of the game yesterday hey todd thank you man you're giving us our first afc man i will say this thank god we play 60 minutes not 30 hey hello hello let him know todd hello that's his calling card hello that's a nice hello when he's when he's when he's not happy he's like hello no that was Perfect, perfect from, from Todd Munkin. He Todd Munkin has been, he has been so self-aware yes. all year long. And that right there is another self-aware moment where he like partly is self-deprecating because of the first half, but then also knows that it was turned on. And with those adjustments between him and Lamar. Bobby, yesterday, last night, I tweeted, as I often do coming out of the, the pressers, I had tweeted out what, what John Harbaugh said that they, that they adjusted with at halftime, right? They said that they both Todd and Lamar were on the same page saying, let's stop going with these deep passes. Yes. Because with the blitzes, there was no, they didn't have the time to let those deep routes develop. And then, uh, so they went with the more quick hitting stuff. John Harbaugh talked about how starting to hit those open up the run game and they flipped their, their protections. So I tweeted that I cannot tell you how many Eagles fans uh -oh. <laughs> okay, got a hold of that tweet and where it was quote retweeting it, begging the Eagles to do the same. They're like, wait a minute oh, here in, in, in Philadelphia, it seems like we don't know, we don't know about halftime adjustments. It seems like we just like keep pounding our head against the wall. Well, we know what that feels like because we've been doing that for a couple of years too, right? Under Greg Roman. So it's just such a like joyful moment to watch something like that with Todd and then watch it with Lamar. Cause uh, listen, we talked about this yesterday, but after we finished our show, I went back and I wanted to see Lamar going down into the tunnel 
at halftime? Because I remember kind of like washing out of the corner of my eye and getting back and you're always gathering content for the show and for Twitter and whatever. I went back and I saw this, this look in Lamar's eye with five seconds left before the half. And that is the moment. That was the moment where it was like, it's done. Houston is done because Munkin changed uh, Lamar. He was ticked. As we now know, he went in there and cussed his, his team out and got them completely, completely on the right uh, page. And it just was like, game is over at this moment. And it just feels so good to have Todd and Lamar on the same page. And I also saw Eagles fans being like, can we get somebody from Baltimore to learn how to work with the quarterback? Just Todd and Lamar from day one, their personalities, Todd knowing, knowing how to put Lamar more in control. He's empowered. He has empowered Lamar to be able to do things that he always could do. He always could do, but he hadn't been empowered the way Todd has. They've just been, they have just fit together so well this entire season. Shout out to one of our subscribers down suburbia who just left a 1999 super chat donation. Go Ravens. My wife gave birth to our second son last night. We've named him Jackson after the grade eight. Thank you for all you do for the flock. I listened to every episode. Congratulations to you and your family. Very cool. Very cool timing. And, uh, and now your son gets to watch. Uh, all this unfold over the next week or so, and I'm sure you'll be telling about him, telling him, telling him about it uh, for years to come, based on how everything uh, takes takes shape in this next week or so. Sarah, th- this was your moment. My moment was when he absolutely dressed down Ronnie Stanley for getting in his rushing lane. At that moment, I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, this this guy's bound for a legendary <laughs> night." And sure enough, what do the Ravens do out of halftime? Not only does Ronnie become a willing blocker and, and just had a dominant start to that to that opening half after Devin Duvernay put him in great field possession last night, but but Ronnie just moved forward after that. It's as if he responded, right? He yeah. responded to Lamar's um, tough love, if you will. Yeah. And, and we've seen that from Lamar uh, over the last couple of years. I think about Pat Ricard last year. He got it handed to him pretty good by Lamar. Uh, from from at one point in the season. And so that's sort of the evolution. Cole Jackson uh, detailed the pressures allowed by the Ravens offensive line. Perfect segue. This is according to PFF from yesterday. John Simpson with three. Kevin Zeitler with two. Morgan Moses and Tyler Linderbaum each allowed one. And how about this? Ronnie Stanley and Patrick McCary on their rotation at left tackle. A clean slate. Zero pressures allowed. So this this rotation that I have questioned in terms of whether or not it would be sustainable in the postseason. So far, so good. So, Bobby, I pulled this up because you were talking about that moment where Lamar uh, got ticked at, at Ronnie, and uh, for good reason. But I wanted to pull this up because Ronnie did respond. In fact, he got a game ball uh, in the postgame locker room from John Harbaugh because of his blocking uh, downfield when Lamar was running. And we saw that show up a few times after he got chewed out by his quarterback. So I wanted to give Ronnie some love yeah. because he did respond, you know, instead of like letting it uh, get him down or, or anything like that, he responded quite well. Uh, so, so happy with them here. And then Nelson Aguilar, he was asked after the game, which, you know, this is while we were going live the whole time. He was asked about Lamar's leadership that we've been talking about and how he just flipped a switch after the half and here's what Nelly had to say we are as he goes like you know what I'm saying like his personality 
He is the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he leads the right way, you know, by example. But also when it's time to talk, it's said, and then he executes. He does, you know. He doesn't just talk, 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 and then go out there and not do nothing. He says what needs to be said and goes out there and executes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was courtesy of Rocco DeSangro, too, from Fox 45, who I had on my channel for a noon live stream. Good good get from him and good stuff there from Nelly, too, who has a Super Bowl ring, by the way, and had that ring on yesterday to kind of remind everybody what they were working for. And then your tweet here, uh, it also deserves to be mentioned, too. Yeah, well, I just I'm thinking back to when Jerry Sandusky had asked Lamar on Tuesday uh, on the media day, like, hey, you've only the offense has only scored with you as the quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, they've never scored more than 20 points, remember? And then he was asked, how confident are you that you can, you can, you know, score to the points necessary to win? And Lamar's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident. I'm very, very confident. I'm extremely confident. And then he goes out there, leads his offense to a 34-point effort where there was no turnovers, Bobby. They had one time a short field, one time. And that was because of Devin Duvernay's return. But the rest, they had to go the distance for those four those four touchdowns and it's just crazy that it's like 100 plus passing game 100 plus rushing game 100 plus passer rating two passing touchdowns two rushing touchdowns all in the same game first time in in Ravens history or not Ravens history NFL history has anybody done that meanwhile there's people out there you know the trolls and whatnot we don't want to give them too too much time but you know going oh well he only threw for 152 yards it's like you you still don't get it you're still stuck. You're still stuck in only one way to play quarterback. All you want to see is 300 passing yards. That's what you want to see. Yep. They, they're not seeing the evolution of the quarterback position yet. This, this right here that's up on the screen, that's the next evolution right here, what Lamar Jackson is doing. And you can cherry pick. You can cherry pick stats if you want. But that man is the Ravens offense. You don't put up 34 points with no turnovers, no sacks. 
And wouldn't it boggle your mind? Oh, 152 yards, but they scored 34 points and none of it was from the defense. None of it was on special team. I mean, no touchdowns on special teams. Doesn't that tell you something? Doesn't that tell you that there can be a different way to play quarterback and play at a historic level? Aren't you seeing it yet? Some of some people just aren't seeing it, uh, Bobby. Cut from that Bill Polian cloth. I tell you what, what, it, yeah. who, what, what the way I see it uh, is the way Houston saw it. And all you have to do is listen to their post-game press conferences from last night to fully grasp and understand what you have up on the slide here statistically. You know, credit to Lamar. Made a ton of great plays. Um, and probably that's why he's the MVP. He made a ton of great plays. We didn't make plays. That's what it all comes down to. First-year head coach D'Amico Ryan's there, giving some love to Lamar from the Texans' perspective. And C.J. Stroud, definitely. Definitely paid his respects. Yeah, Lamar is a dog. I've been a fan of his since high school, really. I mean, since the highlight of him, my juking the dude back and putting his hands up. Since that moment, I was like, man, who is this dude? So, I mean, it's just a – it's really an honor to share a field with a, with a player like that. Um, he's a generational talent. He's a hell of a quarterback. He can run. He can throw. He's a definitely an underrated thrower. Um, he, he, he was tossing around the wind today, you know. Um, and I'm just – I'm um, really just – uh, a fan of his, you know, and got to talk to him after the game. Just, just see mutual respect is, is love, and it, I appreciate that a lot. So um, hope the best for him and, and, um, and everything like that. Man, I tell you what, we're a fan of CJ's. We're a fan of yours, CJ. You are a heck of a player. You're the youngest quarterback to ever record a playoff win in NFL history, and the Houston Texans are back very much so. So, But I wanted to bring that up because I felt like it was a perfect – Perfect yeah. segue on what you're talking about here, right? This new wave of quarterbacks. And by the way, we have over – got to quickly pause while we have it. We Woo! got over 2,000 concurrents. Over 2,000 concurrents in here tonight with us as we get ready for the AFC Championship game. So we'll reset real quick and uh, let you know that we have a big week coming up. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff between the Ravens and Chiefs on Sunday, January 28th with a trip to Super Bowl 58 in Vegas on the line. Like the video, subscribe to both the Vault and the Bobby Baltimore YouTube channels. Hit that notification bell uh, for daily YouTube content on all things Ravens. But pretty telling stuff there from the Houston perspective. From the Houston perspective, and then let's also get RG3's perspective, who we had backstage for a moment. We're still hoping to bring him on this week. We are in contact with him. But here, it looked like he was on his on the plane with this, with this reaction, the plane that he probably got on when he had to hang up with us from the tarmac. But here it was his reaction last night. Ah, oh, man, what they gonna say now? What they gonna say now? Baltimore Ravens headed to the AFC Championship game. Oh my gosh, Lamar Jackson haters are sick. They're sick right now. <laughs> they don't know what to do. <clears throat> He's not quarterbacky enough. I already told y'all now, quarterbacky is different today than it was back in the past. Lamar Jackson is the first quarterback in NFL history to lead his team in rushing and make it to the AFC Championship game. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to have two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 100 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. <sighs> if that ain't quarterbacky enough for you, then I don't know what is. The flock that y'all think was going to happen. Baltimore Ravens AFC Championship game at the bank. I'll see y'all there. Peace. Okay. Our, our G3 and I are on the same page. Okay. Right? Hey, same make that stretch. make that three of us. Make that that's three the, of us. That's the three of us, man. I that mean, was uh, that was great. And I'm glad that he's going to be there. 
I'm yes. glad he's going to be there. Yeah, and just good. to be clear, he was backstage with us last night before we started our live stream. He was on the tarmac. He was on the plane uh, leaving Baltimore, and 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 he just didn't have enough time uh, before, and the connection was tough. Before, yes. So we're hoping to have him on. Today was his daughter's birthday, so shout out to the, to the Griffin family. He said he was going to catch up with us at some point this week, so we're certainly going to be following up on that. We'd love to have him on. Obviously, he's been in Lamar's corner from the jump, from the moment that he backed him up several years ago before his playing days came to an end, and now he's killing it in broadcasting. And by the way, he's one of the hottest names, and regardless of how you feel about this, he's one of the hottest names in sports media right now because he and his former coach, Jay Gruden, had a Twitter beef last week, which was absurd. <laughs> It was insane. So, like, what can you ever imagine that happening in, in like a few years ago? If you're a Washington Redskins fan at the time, now Commanders, like, it's it's crazy. Uh, no, I couldn't like like if that was like after Lamar had retired and he's like going back and forth with who whoever like John Harbaugh, Greg Roman, or whoever that would be bananas. It would be bananas. So. Uh, hopefully we can still get him on the show here. Bobby, I don't know what else you have, but I, I pulled in some screen grabs. I wish we could use video, but we would get dinged with the copyright. But I got a couple of plays that we didn't get to get to yesterday that I wanted to talk about. If you're ready for that transition, I don't know if you have anything else before that. I think we're good. We, we talked, we shared the Roquan stuff. We shared the Houston mm -hmm. perspective. We covered Lamar and the the halftime adjustments that were made last night. God. Maybe we can get to some Kurt Warner film study yeah, later on this week, this. or we can or, do that tonight, whatever. But yeah. let's get to the plays for sure. Let's get okay, to the plays, okay. and, so the and we'll continue. One, by the way, we'll continue to get to to your super chats if you have questions. We'll also leave some time for some Q and A. But let's let's talk about some plays. Yeah, that we, yeah. That we'll we just missed. get to a couple of missed plays, Warner, and then we'll get to questions and, and super chat. So this first one, we never really got to fully shout out Geno Stone last night. Let's. Uh, oh, this was amazing. I wish we could watch the full video, but uh, Coach Dan Casey, he he kind of uh, put the video out. I just grabbed a, a screen grab, but we all remember when the Texans try to do that trick play. Well, they're going to want to throw that in the trash whenever Geno Stone's on there because they try to throw the flea flicker throwback screen setup. Now, at this point that I grabbed the screen grab, they CJ Stroud had already given it to the running back, and then the running back had already sent it back to him. And then I picked this moment because CJ Stroud is lined up looking to his left, right? And look at so many of the Ravens defenders. Everybody except for Gino <laughs> is facing to the to, to CJ Stroud's left. It's kind of reminiscent of that one play where Lamar dropped back as, as a lefty and then he went to Zay Flowers to the right. Filth. And then I got into a big Twitter back and forth with Acho about whether or not that threw off the defense. It did, by the way, Acho. I stand by that. I think he's wrong. <laughs> and so all the players are going back. Except for Gino, Gino, and the, and number nineteen isn't even looking like he's gonna leak just yet. Like he's looking, you know, like he's trying to fool somebody. Gino, man, it's a reason why he had so many touchdowns when he was able to start in the place of 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 Marcus Williams. This dude is all about the film study. He saw it. He saw it when it seemed like so many others did not. He blew that up. Gino, man, great film study there, great awareness, spatial awareness, and, and intuition. He was right there. That, that was a that was a big play. What you got next? All right, next, I want to give credit to, oh, shoot. Um, 
Burgess production. So uh, this, again, I can't use the video, but it was phenomenal. So what he had put together was a sequence that I hadn't noticed, quite frankly. So remember that one um, pass from Lamar that was a near interception, okay? Now, on that, he was targeting likely in the end zone. And when he got up, what you can see, I've got three different screen grabs from the video. When likely got up, and luckily it wasn't a, an interception, likely starts signaling to Lamar, hey, Lamar, lay it up high for me. Put it up yeah. high for me. Lamar immediately looks at likely. He, like, shakes his head as if, I got you, I got you. And uh, totally message received. And then later on that quarterback draw, which is uh, – no, 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 it wasn't the quarterback draw. It was the fake – uh, run to the right by Lamar, and then all of a sudden he stops, and then he did. He laid it up for likely, and it was so smooth. And so I just love this communication because we know, and I can't wait to have two of them on the field at the same time, we know the chemistry that's been there between Lamar and Mark Andrews. They have like a sixth sense together. Yes. And that is developing before our eyes with uh with isaiah likely we know how much isaiah loves lamar he's almost been like a little kid coming in right as a rookie having the star but now it's getting beyond the point where it's not just like oh he's the star and i'm like this rookie it's like no you're part of this team isaiah and you're a big part of it and so for him to be on the same page with lamar and to be able to communicate and then it it develops into a touchdown that's exactly what you want to see and by the way, you know, at some point, probably tomorrow, the conversation starts to shift. Is, is Ian mm -hmm. Rappaport onto something? Will Mark Andrews make, make an appearance? Is he going to try to get back for the AFC Championship game like his report indicated that he might on Friday? And are there going to be two tight end sets? Potentially three. I mean, is Kohler going to be out there as well in heavy, heavy packages? Or what are they going to do? Todd Munkin is going to have so many different options if Mark Andrews feels like he is ready enough to go. But the bottom line is, Six touchdowns in seven games without Mark. Isaiah likely has proven to be that guy. Coming out of Coastal Carolina, the thought on him was, yes, he's a tight end. He's built like one, but he plays like a wide receiver, and you have seen why. Whether it's street ball, whether it's blocking abilities, whether it's what Mark exactly is for, for uh, Lamar over the years, the security blanket across the middle of the field, the intermediate passes that Lamar has always uh, – uh, Dominate, especially this year, he's dominated from an inter intermediate passing standpoint. Uh, we're, I, I would not be surprised if, if that ends up being the conversation here starting tomorrow with Mark Andrews' status. Before we start, before we um, get off the defensive part of conversation, this guy deserves a little bit of love. Ronald Darby, who was not with the Ravens last year. How about his statistic sheet versus the, the Texans? Four targets, two receptions allowed, 28 yards. Two forced incompletions. You got to give a hat tip as well to Arthur Mollett. With no Marlon Humphrey, Sarah, Mike McDonald yeah. has just trudged forward and gotten the most out of guys that you didn't even think were going to be in the picture this time last year. And they went after Darby like from the jump. They yes, went they after did. him from the jump, and he responded from the jump. So it's funny because I do feel like Maybe I'm wrong. For sure, I feel like the first pass went Darby's way. I thought there were two on that first drive. And so, like, and then he ended up having four total targets. What? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was a game for Darby. And honestly, he, like, it was supposed to be Rocky scene, right? That, like, he took over Marcus. Yeah, post Marcus and kind of, like, got that money. 
But then because Marlon had to have that foot surgery, it's almost like you never know what these things. And that one, it was almost like a blessing in disguise because there were so many early cornerback injuries that forced EDC to go out and get Darby. Darby was a late, a late addition in training camp because so many people were beat up and it has ended up being one of the most underrated signings uh, of the off season. And there've been a couple of those. You think about it, the the guys Mm -hmm. that were not even here at the start of the season, like Kyle Van Noy, right? He spent the first month on the couch and he's proud of it. He's Mm -hmm. a couch guy. He says, I mean, and look what he's doing in a playoff game. He was, he was, he was impactful. Nelson's another championship one. pedigree. Nelson Aguilar is another yep. one. People were writing him off, right? People were writing off uh, guys that 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 you know they felt like, especially in Kyle's case, and he talked about this on the Pat McAfee show not long after being signed. I think it was actually the week after the London game where he had a kind of a you know a big time stamp performance over there against the Titans, where he was like, "Look, you know, executives have had me toast. They had me done." And I'm playing for the veterans out there. I'm playing for for people who are on the other side of 30 in NFL years. And it, it's it's paid major dividends. And you think about Javian Clowney in that category as well. I'm not sure people were writing him off, but I know when I when the signing came down, I was thinking to myself, sheesh, he's been all over the place since his Houston days, the number one overall pick. He's never lived up to those expectations. You know, what what what's gonna come of this? It's a one-year deal. I mean, let's let's see. Oh, oh, by the way, he's having the best career of his life and potentially could be on the doorstep of an extension based on uh, how Eric DaCosta and the Ravens might have flexibility in, in that department coming up and, and maybe based on what, what he values at this point in his career. Does he enjoy Baltimore enough? We'll have these conversations down the line, uh, but that's a guy that they've got a lot, a lot out of for a really, really economical and, and team-friendly deal. This is All what right, I wanted so to show Warner? earlier, by the way. I wanted to show oh. this earlier. <laughs> Jonah Schaefer had some fun with this. So the MLK lookalike that was on the ESPN broadcast that went viral, uh, Jonas took that photo from from one of the Ravens. I, I can't remember. I, I should have grabbed the – I couldn't find it, and we're live right now. So if, if, if those of you who are watching have the actual link to the initial screenshot of somebody in that Ravens Twitter community who had it, uh, please throw that in the live chat so we can give him due credit. But just – because we're live, I had to get this up there. Uh, but but Jonah says, and it's it's an elite fan battle coming to Baltimore, and it's the MLK lookalike <laughs> and Taylor Swift. This is probably going to be my least favorite thing. It's so funny because um, obviously I have a lot of mom friends, right? Who um, we get together for playdates for my kids and their kids and whatever. And I cannot tell you how many of my friends don't watch football, a and so like you know I just got to you know, talk about mom stuff rather than football. Um, And I cannot tell you though, how many people are like ready to talk to me now all because of Taylor Swift. And I, I, my, my girls love her. She's obviously a great artist, but I am not wanting to talk about Taylor Swift. Just an FYI. That is not what I want to do. And I just know nonstop people are going to be asking me, you think Taylor's going to come to the game? Do you think she's going to be both? Are you going to go to the game? Are you going to try to see? I do not. Even a thousand care. percent, she's going to be Do there. Not care. <laughs> they all travel together. The Kelseys, the the yes. parents, the Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes and Taylor have this blossoming friendship, you know, based on their their significant others, obviously, and Patrick and Travis. So I'm expecting them to have a suite like they do on at every other road site. It's yep. going to be annoying. It's going to be overcovered. There's going to be all kinds of rah rah and fanfare about this, but this is what happens. When you draw the Kansas City Chiefs, they are more yeah. than just an NFL 
dynasty, right? They they are a pop culture uh, phenomenon, and that is what this year has been for them every step of the way. That's why they're in prime time. And Taylor has – let me just put it this way. My dear mother, who who loves us, loves you, loves what we're building, I have memories ingrained in me growing up that when we would have football on the living room television for days on end, during the holidays, whatever, all fall, she would come in and scoff. She would roll her eyes. She'd be like, you guys just sit here all day long and watch this. What, what are we doing? She texted the family group chat tonight. And by the way, this is also a woman who watches every single Ravens game now, okay? okay. And is very heavily involved with what you and I are building. Yeah. She texted the group chat tonight with a photo of, the ra- of, of her setup in the basement with food, ch- uh, with her feet up, watching the, the Bills-Chiefs game. And then said at the start of the first quarter, are you guys all ready? Are you in place? Are you watching it? I'm like, mom, how far yeah. have you come? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, while that, a lot of that has been my shift in my career over the years, I think this year in particular that she's watching games that aren't having anything to do with the Ravens. That is the Taylor Swift effect. Like, yeah. she's following this. She loves Travis. She loves their relationship. Yeah. She loves the, She loves what's happening off the field. And that's a real thing. Like, I know everybody wants to say that, you know, um, Travis put Taylor on the map and this and that and, and whatnot. <laughs> Look, I know NFL people do at least. It, it's the opposite when it comes to social media following, brand, yeah. all that and whatnot. But Taylor yeah. and the NFL effect that she's had is a legit thing. This is the last one to talk about it, right, Bobby? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm not picking Kansas City. I don't know what my score is yet. We got to take a look at things throughout the no, week. No, when can you pick Kansas City? This but time not, I wouldn't even let you if you wanted to. No, I'm not picking. No, I'm not picking okay. Kansas City. For no. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Kansas City, Chiefs All Pro guard Joe Tooney, very very durable guy, and Sierra? very talented. He will undergo an MRI on Monday, according to Adam Schefter, for the pectoral injury that he suffered during today's win up there in Western New York. That would be a big loss for their offensive line. So Joe Tooney, all pro guard for the Chiefs, is somebody that we're going to have to monitor in terms of status this week. Of course, Marlon Humphrey is going to be in that boat as well for the Ravens' perspective. All right. Uh, Questions? Super chats? we do it? Super chats. Get them going. Q&A. People are asking to open up the lines. Do we want to dive through a couple? Uh, What do you want? Sure. A couple. (laughs) All right. We got to keep it real... Let's keep it real, real brief because this is a morning vault. All right. So hit us with your questions either in the live chat or if you want to join the show, you can with the link that we just dropped in the show notes below. That gives me a moment to tell you about this episode's patrons who are supporting us through Patreon this month and we appreciate them. So shout out Gregory. What do we think? Adair? 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 People love this. I wish people would would pass along pronunciation so I don't have to stick my neck out there every time we get a new patron. But anyway, Gregory, thank you. And Robert Bergeron, thank you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. It's a great way. Everybody always asks. They reach out and they ask how they can get involved uh, in what we're building and just help us out. It's $4.99 a month, $4.99 a month for a monthly shout-out like Greg and, and Robert have here. It helps out in all of your donations. All of your support goes directly towards the betterment of excuse me of our channel and you can visit patreon.com forward slash ravens vault podcast to learn more about what we're offering this month as the lines as you would expect start to open up in a big time way we'll get somebody here every time somebody gets in it's bloop 
Sarah, I opened him up when Jimmy Smith came on because he wanted to yeah. talk to the people. Shocker. Yeah. And and it went to 12 so quickly. I got bounced off my hotspot. And and so oh. I came back on and all of them were still there. And it was just our <laughs> backdrop of MT Bank Stadium. And so I had to I had to delete everybody and literally send a call to action out to everybody. Stop coming on. Okay. Stop using the access link because I can't host the show. Right. <laughs> so That's anyway. Hilarious. Chef Trez is one of our patrons who also dropped in a uh, super chat donation tonight. So he'll take precedent here in terms of order and we'll get to as many as we possibly can. 30 seconds. Let us know where you are, what you're feeling and what's on your mind tonight as we get ready for the first ever AFC championship game in Baltimore in Ravens franchise history. Chef, what's up, brother? Welcome in. Look, I just want to say thank you, Sarah, for not letting uh, Bobby pick the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Hey, I need a I need a full time out on the floor right now. I wasn't going to do that. Somebody's putting people in my uh, words in my mouth. I wasn't going in that direction, Chef. Don't be but, doing that to me. But Bobby, Bobby, we all get it. We understand. But like, hey, today. Um, Bobby, I'm, that's not the narrative that's going to be happening all week long, okay? Listen, this is you like, two have your this moments, is like, right? This is like Lamar going to get, like, his fluids, and everybody said he went to the bathroom during the, the Browns game. The narrative is that we stopped you from picking the Chiefs. That's the new narrative. I can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honestly just still recovering. Me and my lady, we were at the, the M&T Bank um, yesterday. It was loud. It was crazy. It was disruptive. The fans were, were everything, so. Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't know what he's getting himself into. He doesn't. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there we go. Appreciate you, Chef, and thank you again. Your your donations up on the screen. Thanks, brother. Thank and, you, uh, hope, Chef. Hope you Appreciate and the missus you. have a good night, man. Of course. All right, talk to you soon. Let's keep these lines going. Chef Trez, appreciate the Super Chat donation. Let's go down to Covington, Georgia, where Mac Four says, listen, I called in yesterday. I'm calling in today. I got to meet the Mrs. Mac Four yesterday on the pregame show, and now my man is with us. OG, how are you, brother? Thanks for being with us. Look at this. You know what I do, right? You see this jersey? Uh Uh-oh. You see the jersey? Uh (laughs) You know I just threw it. (laughs) And, and, and sir, you bigger than Taylor Swift to me. How about that? You hey, show up down there. Y'all do y'all thing. We gonna win, y'all. I just wanted to say hello and I enjoy y'all. Thank you. Appreciate Man, I thought you. you were gonna be lighting that thing on fire, brother. I yeah, really I didn't did. know where really did. we were getting ourselves into there. I like it. I just poured the gasoline on it. See y'all. <laughs> Appreciate you, Mac. Thanks for calling in, man. Enjoy it. That's hysterical. I really I thought that was it. gonna get ugly, didn't we? Oh here we man! Go. Here we go. Now I'm seeing Sarah Swift in the comments here. What's going on here? Oh, <laughs> Taylor, yeah, yeah. Look, Taylor Candy, she ain't even in the same category as you when it comes to ballers. <laughs> all right, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Justin Holt, who I got to meet in person for the first time yesterday at the Be More Roundtown tailgate, is coming up next. Which reminds me, Be More Roundtown is where I'll be this upcoming week. I'm probably going to be on for multiple hours at the pregame show. Jermaine Lewis, Ed Dixon. Uh, Stavi, the comedian, uh, Jimmy Smith. Uh, who else am I missing? There were a bunch of people there last week, and I can only imagine what kind of who's who it's going to be this upcoming week. So that's where I'll be. And, Justin, I appreciate you coming out uh, yesterday, brother. Hey, man. I just want to say, listen. What I, happened to you yesterday? Yeah, oh, my God. Listen, I don't have a lot of voice left, man. <laughs> I'm the bank. I am responsible for a couple false starts for the Houston Texans because we were loud and we were getting down. And we love Baltimore, baby, and that's what we do. And, Sarah, I hope I get to meet you one day. But I'll tell you what, 
Bobby, hey, you're a stand-up dude. And we took pictures, and I'll tell you this. The wind, it was so cold. It was so cold. <laughs> and the wind was blowing in our face, and my brother went to take a picture. And I said, okay, that's cool. I'm not starstruck or nothing. I just met Bobby. And I said, hey, Bobby said, let me see the picture. And he said, no, nah, my eyes were closed. And he goes, get another picture. And he told me, my brother, take another picture because his eyes were closed because it was so damn cold and the wind was so bad. And you know what? We still stood up there and we still yelled and they still got, what, five false starts, Sarah? Five or six false six. starts? Five, five false Let's starts to delay a game. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, man, thank you very much, Sarah. You know I love you guys to death. Bobby, it was great. Be more around town. They have a great gig. If anybody don't know, go down there, put your money in, man. Drink, eat, and be merry. And we love you guys, man. And Appreciate I'll see you, you brother. Championship. I love y'all. All right, Justin. Thanks so much, man. That was a lot of fun yesterday. Justin, and he did great. his part. He did his part. Justin did. did. He and, sacrificed and, the voice box right and, there. And I'll tell you what, you know, here are the numbers. Yeah. Ravens put it out. Here's the graphic. Right, five false starts, one delay a game, like you mentioned, versus the Texans' offense. I mean, the the the, the flock showed up. It, it was the the place was buzzing, and I had my questions about that based on some of the reports pregame about some of the tickets that were available in the resale market and whatnot. Hey, hey, there were some valid concerns out there, partner. I don't think so, Bobby. I wasn't I, concerned at all. Oh, uh, of course you weren't. Here we go, uh, Justin. Appreciate you. Did for- I voice any concern at all? No, come on. It was, oh, was going to be loud. I knew it was going to be loud based off of that Bengals night game. I knew they were going to come. They did. They showed up. It was awesome. It was great to meet Justin, too, in person. I love meeting you guys in person. Robbie Pate, Boston's finest. How are you, brother? Welcome in, man. Hey, how you doing? So excited to uh, for next week. And I'm really excited to see what this defense does to Mahomes. You know, it was, a, it was, it was so much fun also just watching all these games this weekend. But I'm so excited for, you know, just just Baltimore and and this, you know, the fan base and and then we're just gonna shut them down. Go Ravens. Go. Here we Let's go. Let's go, Robbie. Appreciate you for calling in, man. Thanks for all the support. Thank you. Have a good night, y'all. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Buzzing. Phone lines are buzzing right now. We'll go to Mexico City. Manuel's <laughs> chilling. Always hey. in your same spot, my man. How are you? <laughs> hey, I'm good. Bobby, Sarah, thanks for what you do. Hey, this is going to be a, even though it's going to be a tough one, we remember that win that we got on the stadium. The stadium was rocking, but the biggest difference, wide receiver core, offensive coordinator is different. Mm-hmm. Lamar is much more mature. He he knows when to throw and when to run. And that defense, remember 2021, we had a bunch of injuries. And we still managed a way to get the football back for Lamar to close it. And I remember that week because uh, I was in a space with Miss Gina. And at the and it was Wednesday when they tweet out uh, Kansas City Chiefs. We have no injury report because everybody was healthy. And I bet you that was the fuel that they needed to win that game on 21. So this time, hey, Lamar wants it. And when you want something, you go get it. And he will not be denied this upcoming Sunday. Will not be denied. I like that. Enjoy it, my man. I know you're going to have a great week. Appreciate all the support. 
Saw a lot of you this weekend, didn't we? We saw a whole lot of you from Mexico City. Asmodeus, live from his bed. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, man, I lost my voice too, man. <laughs> Thanks for your donation. I, I saw your chats last night. You were in the casino till some ungodly hour, huh? Yeah, I was recovering. I didn't want to. I was uh, recovering from all the alcohol I had at the game. <laughs> so I wasn't going to drive before that. It seems like you guys have been in a fight, man. You guys went, you guys went hard. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You, you <laughs> and Justin were in a tussle, man. What the hell were you guys doing? Oh, my gosh. You know, it was all the using the uh, vocal training to go ahead and, you know, mess the uh, the Houston Texans up as much as possible. Unreal. Unreal. What's, yeah, your, main thought? What's your main thought going into the week? Well, I'm going to see you in, uh, in the uh, Be More Roundtown tailgate next week. All right. Fantastic. I look forward yeah, to it. I'm represent again. Right. And I hope get I get my voice right. back by then. Yeah, get yourself right before then, please. Okay? <laughs> Come on now. Appreciate all the support, dude. Yep. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun week for sure. And that place was buzzing. It was buzzing yesterday. Brian Snyder does a great job, and I know he's got a lot planned for this upcoming week. Let's finish it here with Julian and then get out of here. We'll, we'll keep it at that hour, Mark. You're nursing your voice too? <laughs> Bobby, I told you yesterday um, when I got home, man, I, I my voice was shot. So I was doing less talking as I was morely whispering if you will. So, um, but I had a great time yesterday and I, I, and I get back to what you, what I was saying yesterday about uh, us facing Mahomes. I wouldn't have it any other way. When you think about it, this was the matchup that I wanted all along anyway. Cause like, like you said, Sarah, to be the best, you got to beat the best. So Lamar has to take that mantle away from Mahomes, And I believe he will do mm. it because mm. You like win that. the MVP and then you win the Super Bowl in the same year. What are they going to say then? This is hilarious. Everybody's drinking tea that we've had on the last <laughs> couple. Like <laughs> Stan is all over it, man. What you got in there? Your Ravens glass. Um, just just a um, Lipton tea. That's basically it. You know, you're actually drink drinking tea. tea. Yeah, I'm drinking tea. I love it. You guys, day. you guys showed up, man. You showed up and showed out. Good for you. Hey, it was worth it, man. It was worth it. <laughs> Good for you. That is Love hysterical. Love right, appreciate guys. you for coming on, man. Thanks for all the support. All right. Absolutely. No, I, I liked his line. His line was, you got to go take the mantle. Hey, how many how many league MVPs does, does Mahomes have? I, I want to say two. Does he have Off two? Off the top of my head, let me look it up. He's got a hell of a resume, that's for sure. One heck of a resume. I thought it was two. It might be one. He's definitely got a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Okay. So he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, and two-time NFL MVP, and the yeah. Offensive Player of the Year in 2018. All right. Listen. Listen. We're on the way. We got to take it one game at a time. But what an opportunity with him talking about taking the mantle. I mean, you got, you got, you know, Lamar's about to become a two-time league MVP, and if he can beat Mahomes. He's going to be in that Super Bowl, and he'll have that chance for a Super Bowl MVP. You know if he's in that game and the Ravens win that, Lamar's getting that Super Bowl MVP. So, I mean, this yeah. – I, I said it at the top. I got tired of hearing them saying that it was Mahomes versus Allen, the best quarterback rivalry. All right. Well, well, you know, Lamar, Lamar has been injured a little bit. Don't you sleep on Lamar. No, it's going to be Lamar versus Mahomes. Sarah, this is this is – legacy defining stuff here this is it you know like this is this is legacy defining stuff 
mm-hmm. in a legacy-defining year, in a pivotal year for this next chapter of Lamar's career in Baltimore, one that was in question at times last offseason, whether we believed it would happen or not in terms of him being elsewhere. I know a lot of us felt like that would never be the case, but as days went on and on and on and reports were endless and relentless, it just left that room for for interpretation at times and to be where they are now and to have invested around him and to them, to those investments, having paid dividends now a a full regular season later and getting past the divisional round and getting that initial monkey off his back from a postseason narrative standpoint, this is, it's shaping up to be, it really is. It's all there for the taking. It's great theater. It's great drama. We have a front row seat to all of it. Um, You can't help but think, selfishly too about the independent content space that we're in right now there's a direct correlation between uh exposure and uh, and and winning and it's just so much fun uh to be here we're, we're going to be there every step of the way for as long as they are in it and i can't wait for this week with you oh this is it's going to be off the charts it's going to be off the charts i mean there's gonna be so much content bobby and we're going to be on top of all of it without question we have a lot to talk about uh, how we're going to handle this week. Uh, what you and I will handle off air that I really want to yeah. discuss is potentially, <laughs> yeah. potentially, maybe not a four-hour State of the Ravens, oh, but perhaps something to get ready for the weekend, being that people are really fired up right now. And I just wonder if we could poll real quick. All for right, those let's of, talk after. For let's the 1,600-plus people, we definitely will. But just to, get a, just to get a feel from the people that are here with us right now, what would a Thursday night live stream to kind of get ready for the weekend, being that this is pretty historic for Baltimore. Would you guys be around for like somewhere in that six to nine range, something like that, this upcoming Thursday night? What would you think of that sort of a, a chapter two of the I State of the Ravens? I can't even make Thursday. You can't? <laughs> we got to talk. No. I've only gotten so many basketball coach people. We got to talk. We got to talk. Right? Well, we are going to talk. But, I didn't get know. subs. Look, look, sometimes, pe- sometimes right, people two hour, two hour feels better than four hour, four hours too much. Listen, all I'm saying is sometimes people want to be in our pre-show meetings. You know, they, they want to get to know us oh, outside okay. of the stream. And so people I just want to give everybody me look up my calendar. No, they don't. <laughs> I no, wanted to don't. give everybody a chance to weigh in tonight. You know, no, they should weigh in. I'm just saying Thursday's a, t- a busy day. You and I need to talk. You and I need to talk. And we we will. And we absolutely will. (laughs) I knew knew that was going to be a great conversation. Perhaps perhaps it's a Friday at noon thing. We'll see. We'll we'll take a look at the week. Yeah, we'll take a look at the week. And and I I just I got to be honest with you. I just loved building what what we did during the bye week on that Thursday night. I loved putting it together. I think people enjoyed it of hearing from so many different voices and the amount of people that I've heard from since that have said like, hey, I would love to be a part of that, whether they're in content, the media space or whatever, that we just didn't have the bandwidth to bring in that night is making me think like maybe we could do it again. But, no, but anyway. No, no, for we, sure, for sure. <laughs> Listen, let's do the new time stuff because all four kids are at school. I'm okay. coaching at night. I'm, you know, we got science fairs coming up. Let's let's do the noon type stuff. I feel I feel so dumb talking about this live. We should. I'm do loving that we're day. live right now because Look, now people get a good Cold War, Bobby. I love it. I'm loving every second of this because because remember, Sarah is juggling a little bit more in life than I am <laughs> right now. Okay, like we're not exactly in the hey, same you're, stage you're of kid, life. So you got you got something off your plate this week. Well, so now you're I, feeling extra. 
So I did just sell my wraparound couch today. There so I'm go. sitting in my living room right now. You'll, you'll notice there's a new backdrop. Okay, this is not where my studio is. It's makeshift right now. Uh, if, if you really want to get behind the curtain, during the mid-move, I was bringing two of my, one of my flat screens from Fells to Canton, and apparently when I threw it in the back of the Bronco, it, it fell. My entire, when I took it out of the, the, the case, my 50-inch completely shattered on me. And so I had to move my desk that I built last Friday from upstairs where my new studio space is going to be downstairs because this is where my TV is right here. My, my second TV that's in the living room. So anyway, it's, it's exciting times. You have 15 million things going on uh, in, in your life as a mother of four and I'm in the middle of a move, but it is pretty hilarious uh, to sit here and think that, that you know, no, we are like playing too. Cause we already, I kind of was putting the, the pump and the, the brakes. You got me live to put me on the spot. I know you, I know what you're doing. You're trying to like finagle your way into like live streams for 10 hours a day, 10 hours a day. I just think it's hysterical because I knew this was going to be the exact reaction that I got. Right. So, oh my gosh, you're War Bobby now. I love oh, it. <laughs> that, that, oh, War Bobby? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I like that. I actually like that a lot. You know, I Dominique, you Dominique's a good point, too. Like, if they make it to the bowl, we're definitely doing one between the, the AFC Championship oh. game and Vegas. And by the way, for, for those of you, we're going to keep plugging this as much as we possibly can. Sarah and I are going to be in Vegas next month, regardless yeah, of whether or not the, the Ravens thing. are there. Like, I only have so many bullets in the chamber, you know what I mean, that I can't keep pushing stuff off. True, true. I got my mother-in-law. I'm flying my mother-in-law in town for 10 days because yep. who knows how long we need to be there if the Ravens are in there or not. Yeah. Uh, so, just to so clear, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, like, open open the schedule a little bit. but. <laughs> oh, I know you are. You're always, always accommodating. You guys, just so you know, we, we like I said, we are going to be – we're going to be in Vegas. I fly over February 6th. You're over that week as well. And and uh, we're going to be doing stuff on Radio Row. And we're hoping that the team that we cover on a daily basis will be there as well so we can blow this thing out of the water. So really looking forward to that. In terms of Ray Lewis, nothing yet. Daniel, appreciate the uh, the inquiry. We're, we're still working on that. We're working on RG3. We're working on Dalvin Cook. And we're going to continue to be uh, – and Alan is right. Alan is right. we got to get Sarah a credential – for Radio Row, and we have to get me free of the legal battle that I'm currently in with the NFL. Okay, those are two things that are happening right now that we are dealing with outside of uh, that we will not get into in detail right now on this stream because we've already gone completely off script. We're, and we're with that, the rails. And with that, we are going to jump. So as always, you guys are the absolute best. Over 2,000 concurrents here tonight. We're set for the AFC Championship game. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff inside the bank, the first in Ravens franchise history that they will host on Sunday, January 28th. Please like this stream if you haven't already done so. Subscribe to The Vault and the Bobby Baltimore YouTube channel. Thank you so much for allowing me to reach a personal milestone earlier today of 20,000 subscriptions. Very cool. A year and a Bobby's half later. In the same, same shirt as yesterday, by the way. I am, in this, point that out. I am in the same. I wanted to shout out homage. And the reason why I'm in this is not the superstitious argument that you and I had last night where I where I was on one side and you were on the other. No, My, we weren't on different sides. You were accusing me of something that wasn't true. I don't believe in superstition. I was just saying I should keep wearing it because it's nice. Okay. You know I don't believe in superstitions. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm rocking this because I wore 15 layers yesterday to the pregame show, and I consider this clean, being that I was on the outer edge. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> the outer edge. 
Okay. All right. People want to know if I'm a fan now. Who knows? By the end of this, maybe I'll be a diehard Ravens fan. You never know. You guys are the best. For Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off for being completely off the rails. We will next talk to you on Tuesday morning, if not before, here inside the vault and across all platforms. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, and we'll talk to you soon.